This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, how you doing? You know, as we talked off air, I'm in the middle of a heated Mario Party battle with my fiance, so I'm a little stressed. But uh, other than that, good. That's pretty intense. Was that something that you guys got for Christmas? Yeah, that, that was actually from uh, her parents got us the new Mario, I think it's new Mario Party. Either way. Very right. fun so far. Just uh, we'll see if I'm raging at the end of this or if it, if it works out. But Either way, the pod won't know. A nice little pod break uh, before you battle out to see who the real winner is in this game. So keep everybody updated, all the podcast listeners, and then over on social media, you can put it out there. Lots to talk about with this Bengals team. We obviously had a couple days break. We didn't know if you guys were going to listen to the pod on Christmas morning. So we had a delay on the post-game podcast, but we're still here to deliver. So we're going to back it up just a little bit to Saturday's game. It was wild. 22 to 18. I'm going to start right now with the first half. You go out and it looks like, man, this team is dominating right now. And yes, the Patriots are having kind of an annoying year for them. They're not really producing on offense, but they have a really good defense. And it's Bill Belichick in December. But Joe Burrow, I just want to start with his first half alone. That guy was just connecting and cooking. What did you think of Joe overall in the first half on Saturday? Goodness, I had to go back and watch some of this because I was actually on the way to a family Christmas thing on Christmas Eve and uh, the whole thing, reason why we're a little bit late, but uh, yeah. So I listened to Dave, Dave Lapham and Dan Horde do the radio because you know, I heart radio type thing and uh, sounded great. And I watched it. It looked great, but uh, I thought I missed like the, the game because I got there and it was like, what? 12. Cause he, Evan missed both extra points. We'll go over that. Uh, well, he missed an extra point, and then they went for two, I guess. But 12 to 12-0, uh, and uh, they're in the red zone ready to score again. And I was like, oh, did I just miss, like, this entire game? And watched the rest of it. Got re- way too stressful. Um, I thought Joe Burrow was really good, though. And it sucks he had another multi-turnover game, and I think there's reason to believe neither one of those turnovers were – his fault uh one the tyler boyd one definitely just miscommunication type thing i think boyd wanted to sit there burrow wanted him to keep moving and the ball goes to the defender that's you know option routes are all prevalent throughout the nfl this isn't a Bengals thing but you know that's just what can happen on those option routes is two guys three different things and the other one i think burrow wanted back shoulder to chase it was uh, a go against 
blitz, which is awesome. That's a great way to beat it. The corner stayed over the top by the time Burrow was throwing it because he's heated up. He's got to get that ball out within second and a half, two seconds. So he throws it up a little bit of a duck because he's off his back foot trying to get away from pressure. But he throws it back shoulder and Chase, is, he wants a touchdown. So he kept running. Um, and that's how you get a pick six because he's not even there to play defense on that ball. Usually you don't see that mind meld not working. But I thought Chase actually didn't have a great game. But the offense still hummed. And uh, T. Higgins was really, to me, the only wide receiver to have a great game, although Trent Irwin was good. I, if he came down with that third touchdown, because hit him in the hands, I think he also lost it a little bit in the, uh, in the air, or at least misjudged it a tiny bit. So there's a little bit of blame for him, uh, for the Bengals not scoring a touchdown there. But uh, other than that, I, I, I thought Burrow was really good. And it just, it, the stats don't show it as much as they should. Yeah, I think if you were anybody who just saw that, oh, Joe Burrow had a pick six and then he had another interception, you were to think, like, you would have thought, like, oh, maybe, maybe Joe didn't have the best game. But if you watch the game, you know, that wasn't the case. Um, and, and it was a little surprising. There are a couple things I want to go to the pick six first, and then we'll go back to the Tyler Boyd interception, even though the Tyler Boyd interception happened before the pick six. What's surprising about that is it felt like the miscommunication with him and Jamar, and that's just something we don't see often. And I agree with you. It looked like Jamar was going for nothing but the end zone. And the thing about that drive, they could have punted there. I mean, not punted at that on that drive right there, but they could have punted during that drive of the series. And that game wouldn't have come down to the defense having to kind of bail the game out a little bit at the end of the game because they were in control of it. And I felt like they were kind of playing a little conservative to start the second half. And, you know, they're up 22. They have things handled. Defense is going to have this under control. I almost thought it was going to be a shutout at one point, just with the way they were playing. But the Patriots defense scores points. And that's just one thing about them. So a turnover was bound to happen. Or, you know, I, I guess my biggest thing was I was a little surprised with, with, with Jamar Chase, the miscommunication, the Jamar Chase fumble that we did see in the second half. And um, and I don't want Joe Burrow to ever run after a pick six ever again. I know Samaj P. Ryan actually went into his back and he had to go into the injury tent. Um, he's going to be okay as of now, but at the same time, just let him run. If you are the quarterback, let him run. And don't even move after them because that's how you can get lit up by uh, the defense blocking. And they want to hit you. Like That's not a dirty thing. But those defenders, they want to hit the quarterback. Like, like That's their whole personality of the D-line. If you're a defensive lineman, your whole personality is, I like to kill quarterbacks type thing. You know, Miles Garrett's got a graveyard of quarterbacks and headstones. He's not trying to play dirty, but if given a legal opportunity, he's going to hit him. And so don't even go after the guy. Just stand there, watch. <laughs> then when it's over, go walk off to the sideline. I know it sucks. I, I don't know. It's so easy for me to say that, but if I'm a quarterback and I throw a pick like that, I, you know, you want to a help your team and go, you know, say, you know, I'm going to go make the tackle, make everything right from my mistake. And then B I'd also just be mad. And I want to hit somebody <laughs> like, Oh, pick, come on, Jamar, turn around or something. You know, <laughs> you run after trying to take out some anger. Um, but Either way, uh, I, I wish Burrow wouldn't go after those guys, although he has done that a few times now. Um, at least this time, uh, I guess he ran into P. Ryan, but I wasn't overly worried about him being injured from that, although he did come in hot. He came in flying off the sideline. And also, just just a real quick go over that stupid video from the Patriots fan about how Burrow went after 
Uh, his knees is the same thing that Mac Jones trying to dive at Eli no. Apple's knee. No. First of all, Mac Jones isn't blocking. He's the defender on that play. So stopping and trying to take out Apple's knees is just out of the realm of a football play. Think of that like the basketball flagrant two is when it's not even a basketball play. That's not a football play to go after somebody's knees there. It's not a cut block. He's also far away. You're not trading one for one. You go after the guy with the ball, which is what Burrow did. He tried to make a tackle on a guy with the ball. He's a quarterback. Sorry, he's not you know wrapping up at the hips and driving his feet. He's just trying to take him out. He's not trying to take out his leg, his knees. He's just trying to take him out from underneath the same way corners always tackle these big guys. So that's all that was. I just wanted to real quick go over that because it was the stupidest thing I saw this weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a lot I want to get to with the Mac Jones thing. I'm going to move that to the next segment. Uh, kind of going back to Tyler Boyd. I know that obviously he's coming off of this injury. He had the surgery on his finger, and he still played last week in Tampa. He was sitting on the sideline for a couple plays, and then he obviously went back out there. I know it's cold weather. All these players are playing in the cold weather, so I hate that excuse. But it just seemed like Tyler Boyd was was having a, a little bit of an off day, too, when it comes to the wide receivers. I was just a little surprised with with what it looked like out there. Yeah, um, you know, it just happens. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just, just one of those days for them. And and the thing is, I'm, they're going to be fine. I truly believe. Tyler yeah, Bull- that's the thing is that these guys, it's not like these are guys I'm at all worried about. It's just, yeah. that's what I was saying at the beginning. It's just, it's impressive how good the offense looked when two of the best wide receivers on the team are looking like, doo-doo <laughs> and t higgins looked awesome but i i was i felt nostradamus like i did it based off what i watched but i was just like this feels like a t higgins game and then uh whew, he hit that in the first quarter were you a little surprised and then obviously we'll get more into the tape tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast were you a little surprised they didn't go to t a little more often in the end zone yeah i think so um the patriots corners are small first of all but i think they're all under six feet uh, no, Marcus Jones is like five foot nine. So that's an easy one to whoever's on him, throw the ball up, but he was doing such a good job of boxing these guys out and just, you know, being that dude. I was a little bit surprised. I also, I don't know. I, I, he was so good in that first quarter. I want to see what the Patriots defense did differently. Like, did they just start putting a safety over him or, you know, Chase wasn't having that game, so I feel like they were giving him a lot of respect, but I don't know because Chase also just had a bad game. Uh, so I, it's something you have to go back and watch, but I'll say I was surprised we didn't get like – I know people don't love the goal line fade play. If that corner is nine, yeah, the goal line fade should be a 70, 30, 80, 20 ball for T. I was a little bit surprised that they didn't go to him more often, but they won. The offense was humming for the most part. I actually – you know who else? I don't want to rag on it too much, but this was one of those games that P. Ryan didn't really have a good game either. And no. then if, but Mixon did. I thought he had a pretty good game. So they at least say that's the it, – it'll swing the other way sometimes, but that's the fun and good part of having the 
you know, the two running backs that can handle the load. One guy starts, you know, falling off a little bit in this game. He's just whatever's going on. The other guy can handle the majority of the load, which is what happened. But I was a little bit surprised because Piran has been so reliable that he also didn't have – it just felt like there was just so, – what, three? Jonah didn't have a good game. Four, four guys that didn't really have a good game on offense. Starters, uh, well, at least – plays a lot of snaps. Piran's not a starter, but you know, four guys that play a lot of snaps for this offense didn't have a good game. And the offense still was humming for the most part. They only scored 22, uh, but they were moving the ball really well. And the, it felt like they should have scored more, just the inopportune drops and turnovers and misses from McPherson just turned it into them scoring less than they should have. And sometimes the variance luck will swing that way and sometimes it'll swing in your favor but this game they won despite some unlucky uh bounces of the ball yeah we haven't even gotten to the uh defensive side yet and just the craziness of the second half for them but i'm going to stay with the wide receivers trent Irwin obviously could have had three touchdowns which would have been absolutely insane but he's still showing up big for this team um you know we talked about it before at the trade deadline all these people wanting all these wide receivers and big time contracts that they would have to pay in 2023 and this team has really felt that they had something in trent Irwin and maybe trent taylor at times but obviously they feel more highly about trent Irwin what he can do out there and he's a taller receiver i think a lot of people think this guy is really small and maybe they keep calling him edelman that's not fair he's not the trent taylor would be the uh what, what's trent taylor's size before i say that trent taylor would be the edelman though he's a, yeah five foot eight trent taylor's five foot eight i don't know if they're confusing him and Irwin because Irwin is six foot two they, I, they don't that that's how you see the difference Irwin's tall <laughs> you know he's what the second tallest receiver at least that plays a lot of snaps. It's T at six four, and then you got Chase at like six foot. I don't think. Oh man, Tyler Chase Boyd is barely at six foot, but he's there. He's he's. I he's, agree. Yeah, Chase Chase is six foot in shoes. Okay, Tyler Boyd is also six foot two. But you know, Trent Irwin is not a Julian Edelman type. He's an outside receiver. That that's that's what's cool about finding him is that it's hard to find those outside receivers. He can play a little slot, but you know he's. He stuck a, He was put in Chase's spot. He wasn't put in Tyler Boyd's spot when uh, Chase missed time. And it was cool that they found that guy because Mike Thomas was not that guy this year. So, yeah, respect Trent Irwin's height and stop calling him Edelman. He's more of a well, – Eric Decker, I think, was taller. I'm going to look that up. But, uh, but but at the same time, I mean, you think of a guy like this and and obviously you want – they wanted Jamar Chase out there when he was, he was not playing. They went three and one without him. And then that connection with Trent Irwin and Joe Burrow, I feel like it's really paying off at a great time when you think about – the January, maybe February game with this offense, because if you're a defensive coordinator and health is the biggest thing, there's still two regular season games to go and to be determined if they'll get that first round by or not, but they're, they're getting close to the passenger seat right now. Um, it's exciting. Uh, final two weeks of regular season. You have these guys. How do you defend them? You get Jamar Chase out there. You get T Higgins, you get Tyler Boyd. Maybe your running game can stay balanced and Smaj P Ryan, Joe Mixon can pick each other up each week. You get Trent Irwin out there, too, and you're like, who am I supposed to defend? Maybe Hayden Hurst is back for Buffalo. And then Mitch Wilcox has showed up at some key times for some some catches out there with this offense. Joe Burrow knows how to get guys paid and, and to get them to produce. And I think this is just the beginning of what we're going to see in Joe Burrow's career. Yes, I know Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins are great wide receivers. But these guys are showing up, too, when they really needed them to uh, in the middle of the season. Eric Decker, six foot three. Just wanted to let the people know. I know they're waiting at the edge of their seat like I was. But if you, want, 
if you're making if you're making the uh the white receiver comp, it's Eric Decker, not Julian Edelman. Okay, so let's do Trent Irwin, Eric Decker rather than Trent Irwin, Julian Edelman type thing. It's just surprisingly tall and can play outside, and I think that's. After we get off this podcast, I'm going to search to see if anybody put the same uh, names in one tweet. And I'm just going to say, I'm going to use that. Eric Decker, Trent Irwin are only an inch off of height. Yeah, Edelman's 5'10". Like, that's... But people, I don't know what it is. They they look at him, they're like, no, oh, it's it's they, You know what it is? I think it's because they're like Burrow to Brady, Brady to Edelman type thing. What about Burrow to Manning, Manning to Decker, huh? What, why are we just doing yeah. this? <laughs> My mind is kind of blown right now that you said Eric Decker is only an inch taller than Trent Nerlin. I, I think how tall do you think he was? I I thought like Eric Decker four? was – I thought Eric Decker would probably be 6'4". Wow. You thought, oh, man, that would be too – I guess six or three is one inch off, but, yeah. That, <laughs> we really need someone to go out and get the, get the facts right now. I need to know. Well, how tall is Brandon Marshall? Because him and Eric Decker, what I think of together, actually, not even Eric Decker in uh, – Brandon Marshall was huge though. Six five. You you thought it was six four, six five out there for the Jets? I mean, that, <laughs> that'd be pretty sick. I mean, six three, six five is huge, but six four. But I'm six, thinking five of Eric huge. Decker with the Broncos, and maybe he was taller, but maybe I thought he was taller. <laughs> he he lost some height. <laughs> I don't know. Took but a she... knee injury and chopped off a little shin bone. <laughs> I'm gonna be completely honest. I never thought we were gonna be talking Eric Decker, Brandon Marshall on the podcast today, but hey, one of the most I... underrated wide receiver duos of all time. I love that. Uh, I love that team with Fitzpatrick just throwing moon balls to those guys. That was really fun. I, I it's funny you say that because I always think of Decker with Denver versus the Jets, but he was with the Jets, so that's that's my bad. I don't know why the connection is more with with the Broncos. So much going on in Broncos land. Maybe that's what it is today. Uh, <laughs> oh no! You know things are going really well. In, in December, almost January for the Bengals, when we're talking about just some random receivers who used to play in the NFL. Uh, but but all good. Oh, it's it's the best though. You know, <laughs> you just go remember Eric Decker, and then we could just talk about Eric Decker for like ten minutes. Like, oh, we got two more podcasts this week. We got plenty <laughs> of content. Uh, we just need another another segment on Eric Decker. But no, plenty to get to. I actually want to talk about the Evan McPherson, the defense, and this is positive. I hope that didn't sound too negative on my end of how kind of the first half went. Joe Burrow had himself a game and I hope people realize um you know he's not out of any MVP conversation even though Patrick Mahomes currently does lead it and that all makes sense. We'll move on next to it's always game day in Cincinnati.